And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind, and yesterday afternoon at Lone Depot Park, the Marlins and the Padres tangled for one final time in 2022. It was the last of three with a win. The Marlins would sweep the series. Pablo Lopez went opposite of Mike Clevenger. And with the recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Uh, this was just one of those days, one of those nights for the Marlins. They fell behind big early and never really climbed back into this game. Padres 10, the Marlins 3. After Miami had won the first two games of the series, Padres able to leave town with a W here tonight. So the Marlins take the series two games out of three. Padres win the season series four games out of seven. Pablo Lopez started against Mike Clevenger, and Pablo was in trouble in inning number one after the first man, Jerks and Profar, grounded to third. Juan Soto and Manny Machado singled back-to-back. Runners at first and second, one out. Brandon Drury, a fly ball to right for the second out. So it looked like Pablo could get out of the inning. But he then walked Josh Bell. That loaded the bases for Jake Cronenworth. 1-1 to Cronenworth is hit well. Right center field. Anderson back onto the track at the wall. It's a grand slam for Jake Cronenworth. And the Padres, who had scored three runs in two nights and 11 in six games against the Marlins, go up 4-0 in the first. And they weren't done. Another inning-extending walk by Pablo to Trent Grisham. A man on for the eighth man to bat in the inning. The shortstop, Hassan Kim. Lopez, the 0-1 to Kim. That's rifled to left field. Blade going back on the run, on the track. It's over his head. Bangs off the wall in front of the bullpen. Grisham waved toward the plate. He's going to score. It's an RBI double for Kim to make it 5-0 Padres. Finally, Austin Nola would ground out to third base, ending that first inning. But for the Padres, nine to the plate, five runs on four hits and a couple of walks against Lopez, who threw 36 pitches, 20 strikes. And after a half inning here tonight, San Diego led it 5-0. Now, to their credit, the Marlins came right back in the bottom of the first inning. Joey Wendell leadoff double. He was at second base for John Birdie. Clevenger fires, and Birdie shoots one into center field. A base hit. Wendell to third. He's going to score. That ball cut off on the warning track in center by Grisham, but Birdie's standing at second base with an RBI double. And back come the Marlins. It's 5-1. to one. Well, It would stay 5-1 until inning number four when the Marlins would pull a run closer. Nick Fortes walked against the starter Clevenger, leading things off. With one out, he was singled to second base by Lewin Diaz. Marlins aboarded first and second for the hot-hitting catcher, Jacob Stallings. 0-2 to Stallings, and that's a shot into center field. In for a hit. They're going to wave the runner. Fortes around third. Grisham fires to the plate. It's cut off. They've got the runner hung up between second and third. Diaz is out at third base. It's an RBI single for Stallings, though, and it's 5-2. So a mistake on the bases costs the Marlins a chance to maybe do some more damage in that fourth inning. We'd go to the fifth, still 5-2. to two. Top half of inning number five, Juan Soto walked, went to third base on a Manny Machado double. That was Machado's second hit in the game, giving him a major league season best eight consecutive multiple hit games. Machado had a huge series here, had a huge season series against the Marlins this year with second and third nobody out. Brandon Drury hit a ground ball to the right side. Second baseman Charles LeBlanc made a nice diving play to his left. Had no play at the plate. He was able to throw Drury out, but in to score Soto. That made it at that point a 6-2 game. After Josh Bell popped a short, the Marlins went to the bullpen. Pablo Lopez done after four and two-thirds. Richard Blyer would get himself out of that fifth inning. And at the end of four and a half, it was 6-2 to two 
the Padres on top. Pablo goes four and two-thirds, six hits, six runs. He walked three, struck out two, allowed the grand slam to Cronenworth. Through 85 pitches, 53 strikes. Pablo Lopez exits the night with a season ERA of 3.83. On the other side, Mike Clevenger would pitch into the fifth inning with that 6-2 lead. Marlins at the top. The order coming up. Joey Wendell led off with his second double of the game. A John Birdie ground ball got Wendell to the third base. Man at third with one out in the fifth inning for Brian Anderson. Wendell at second, one out. 2-2 again to Anderson. That ball's ripped toward left center. Grisham's going back. It's going to go over his head. Going to bang up against the wall. Wendell's going to score. And Andy's got himself an RBI double to make it 6-3. When J.J. Blade walked, Clevenger's night was over. Adrian Morajon then hit Nick Fortes with a pitch. And the Marlins had the bases loaded, trailing 6-3 with only one out in the fifth inning. But Morajon able to strike out Charles LeBlanc, who went 0-4 with two Ks today. And with... Lewin Diaz do. Don Mattingly sent Jesus Aguilar to the plate to pinch hit against the left-hander, but Aguilar struck out, and the Marlins left him loaded in what would be their best remaining chance in this game in inning number five. At the end of five, it was six to three. Clevenger goes four and a third in this game. Six hits, three runs, walked four, struck out one, 89 pitches, 56 strikes. Marlins really wouldn't manage much of anything against the Padres' bullpen in this game. We told you about Blyer getting out of the fifth inning. He allowed back-to-back hits to begin the sixth inning. And with the bases loaded and two outs, he was pulled from the game in favor of Cole Solster. Solster had to face Brandon Drury trying to keep this game at 6-3 in the sixth inning. For Solster's first big league appearance since June 12th in Houston. He'd been out with a right lat strain. And he came up big on a 3-2 count, striking out Brandon Drury. And then pitching a 1-2-3 seventh inning. So a good return for Cole Solster. He faces for and retires four. With the Marlins down 6-3, to three, Waskar Brazoban got the eighth inning. He walked the first two men, Hassan Kim and Austin Nola. A bouncer back to the mound off the bat of Jerks and Profar advanced the runners to second and third and a wild pitch. It was originally scored a pass ball. Looked like a pass ball, but the verdict was changed to wild pitch. Wild pitch would bring Kim home, making it at that point 7-3, to three, and the Padres would Break it wide open in the ninth inning against Eliezer Hernandez. Brandon Drury led off with a single. Josh Bell, who up until that point had been 0 for 12 in the series, hit a double, putting runners at second and third. Jake Cronenworth popped to second for the first out. With a base open, the Marlins decided to intentionally walk Trent Grisham, so the bases were full. Padres leading 7-3, ninth inning. And with one out, Hassan Kim put this one way out of reach. 1-0 to Kim is ripped on a line. Fair just barely down the left field side. That's going to score all three. And Kim is in at second base with a double to break this game open. 10-3 San Diego in the ninth inning. And 10-3 is how it would end. Steve Wilson came on and struck out a pair in a 1-2-3 bottom of the ninth. Padres take the finale here at Lone Depot Park. 10-3 for San Diego. 10 runs, 11 hits, no errors, 10 left. For the Marlins, three runs, seven hits, no errors. They strand eight in the game. Adrian Morihone, the winning pitcher, 2-0. Pablo Lopez, the loser, 7-8. Time of the ball game was three hours, 44 minutes. So for the Padres, a 3-3 three three road trip, 2-1 in Washington, 1-2 in Miami. They improved to 66-54 on the season. Now 33-30 on the road. They're headed home for their next six. 
four against the Nationals and two against the Guardians. Padres, after that 44 and 27 start, are now 22 and 27 in their last 49 games. As for the Marlins, after winning back-to-back games to begin this series, they fall to 52 and 66 on the season. This one caps off a two and five homestand. Miami went 0 and four against the Braves, and then two and one against these Padres. Marlins have lost 13 of 19. They are 13 and 26 beginning July 6th, and they fall to 25 and 33 here at Lone Depot Park. Now hitting the road for three games beginning Friday at Dodger Stadium and three at the Oakland Coliseum against the Athletics next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Again, the Padres win at 10-3 here today. The Marlins pitching staff recorded a total of four strikeouts. Marlins and Auto Nation again working together this year to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitcher records a strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to Auto Nation's driving initiative to support cancer research. So tonight, four strikeouts, $100 for the season, 1,026 Ks, $25,650 from the Marlins to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. So the Marlins get hammered by the Padres, but they do win the series, and they now enjoy an off day today in Los Angeles. Let's hear from Marlins manager Don Manningly after the loss. I know that first inning, obviously incredibly tough for Pablo, you know, but to be able to try and push through and give you almost five, just what did this start today just tell you about Pablo as, as a pitcher, as a competitor? Well, Pablo's going to keep going um, for sure. And the first was rough, and you know, we were in a pretty tough spot there, actually. <clears throat> I'm not sure we could have finished the game if we tried to take him out of there early, um, at least with pitchers. So, uh, but Pablo's you know, keep going. Um, felt like he made some little adjustments after the first, kept us in the game. Uh, I thought like Joey's, Joey and Bert, those first two guys, we get we get a run back right away. Andy has a good at bat, gets a guy to third. We don't get him in from there. Um, but I thought from there, we kind of felt like we were creeping back into that game. <clears throat> uh, but every time it seemed like we got a little closer, they'd get a run and it kind of pushed you back again. Uh, and then finally, obviously, it kind of broke open the floodgates there late. Um, but I was kind of happy with the way the guys kept coming today. I thought the bats were good. The battle was there. We had some chances. I think we had the bases loaded there maybe in the sixth. Um, you know, give ourselves some chances to get back in, you know, further get back into the game and just just wasn't able to capitalize. After, you know, a lot of consistency for Pablo to start out the season, it, consistency hasn't really <clears> been there in the second half. Is there anything that you can maybe pinpoint or that, you know, has been discussed that it, maybe why that consistency hasn't been there for Pablo in, in recent weeks? Well, he got a little inconsistent. He got off a little bit off track when he got hit in the, I don't know if it was the wrist or the hand in Houston. <clears throat> it seemed like from there, he kind of got out of his rhythm for a couple starts, and it's kind of been a little choppy. We'll, we'll see a good one, and then we'll see one not as good, and another good one. So it's been a little choppy since then, but that seems to be the place for me that the only thing you picture is, is that he got a little bit out of rhythm there uh, with his hands and, and just thinking about things right when he was throwing, and we had to push him back just a little bit. Uh, which, you know, kind of got him out of his rhythm. So other than that, I mean, he's going to continue to go. He's solid. Um, 
Yeah, it's just been choppy since then. Is it almost, you had mentioned, I think, either today or his last start, but, you know, maybe even results aside just to make sure he can get through the season, too. That might be the main priority. Obviously, you want to see him perform on the mound, but... Yeah, you want to. He's going to keep growing, right? He's going to keep getting better. Everything that happens to him out there is is somewhat of a a learning. He's going to grow from it. Um, some sometimes it's more painful uh, than others, but he's going to he's going to keep getting better. Pablo's going to keep evolving. Um, so, and, and I think it is important that he's able to you know pitch throughout the season, walk out of here, pitch a full season, and and be healthy. You know, in general, without any anything major that shuts him down. We may slow him down or cut, cut some innings out or whatever, but I think in, in his own mind, and he goes into the off season, he's kind of figured out his routines uh, and the routines that kept him healthy this year, and then he can build. With some of these young guys, you know, they're still going to be sometimes making mistakes and learning. I, I think with Lewin, uh kind of running into that out, is, is that just a matter where he maybe needs to have a better understanding of the situation, a better read on the ball? Just what, you know, what For sure, situationally. Yeah. That's <clears throat> what we talked about. you got to play the scoreboard. You know, we're down. I think that got it to 5-2 there, right, with that hit. <clears throat> and, you know, there's times in a game, if it was the eighth and it's that's the tying run or, you know, going to the plate, you keep going to let them cut it and you, you'll trade the out for the run if it's going to be close. In that situation there, Al's not going to send, send him if it's going to be a play at the uh, close play at the plate. So the runner just has to know the just know his own speed, number one, but just the situation in the game. And then with Eliezer, you know, when he had first come back, he, he looked like he had turned a corner, maybe figured out something coming out of that bullpen. And, and you know, now just the last couple games running into some struggles. It, is it maybe hitters kind of readjusting to him again? Is it something maybe going on with Eliezer? Well, it's, it's funny you say that because Mel's kind of talking about it as that that's going on there. And you're right that you know the first few outings were really good out of the pen, and just the last couple times have have not been as good. Uh, seems like he's gotten hurt with either a slider that doesn't doesn't move, he just sits on the plate, uh, or something that he leaves in a bad spot. So. Um, yeah, I know Mel's, you know, concerned from the standpoint of like, how can I help this kid, right? And uh, I know he's looking at, at that, so something we'll talk about. Is even him, I guess, transitioning back into that bullpen role where he's gonna have to, you know, be pitching more often than he was. Well, and that's another thing that he's doing. He's pitching back to back and, and doing some things that he has not done. Um, you know, and he, and he he went back to back, had a couple of days off, and he's back to back again. And that's the, kind of the nature of the bullpen and the nature of where we've been over the last, I'd say, week. You know, with the Atlanta games and things like that, our, our bullpen really doesn't feel like it's fully recovered at this point. Uh, the off day of help. Uh, so we'll, we'll see where it goes. That was Don Mattingly after the Marlins lost to the Padres last night. The Marlins are off in L.A. today. Back at it tomorrow at 10-10 Eastern time when Jesus Lazardo goes opposite of the left-hander Tyler Anderson. We'll hit the air at 940 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network. Driven by AutoNation.